You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Back at it here on President's Day. Hopefully you are getting to enjoy the day off. If not, of course, we're right here all day long on BetMGM's BetQL Daily. Of course, you can hit us up on X. You can hit us up on on our uh, Odyssey account on YouTube as well as on Twitch. All right, so we are 39 days till opening day. Spring training actually starts. Spring training games actually start this week. Dodgers and Padres are going to play on Thursday. Dodgers and Padres, of course, are going to play in Korea. That's going to start the season. Two-game series there, kind of one of those you start the season – uh, you play two games in, in Korea, then they take a, about a week off, and then the, the season actually all kicks underway March 28th, which is the Thursday. And that is notable that at 39 days till opening day, there are some still pretty big names that have not yet signed. Now, it's not crazy that this has happened. We've seen contracts, big contracts, signed You know, even into spring training, late February and into March. But it is surprising, or maybe not so much, that the four big names that are out there, Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, Jordan Montgomery, who helped pitch the Rangers to a World Series championship, uh, Cody Bellinger, who uh, had a surprising comeback season with the Cubs, and Matt Chapman, and really even J.D. Martinez, who had a resurgence with the Dodgers. All those guys are not signed, and all those guys are Scott Boris clients. Now, is that surprising? Is that maybe a message? You know, Blake Snell wants a bazillion dollars, and, you know, he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner. So we'll get into it later on with MLB Dream to figure out who's going to go where. But, but Mark, I mean, is, is it, are we going to have to start a GoFundMe for these guys? <laughs> it's it's crazy when you think about it that we're at this point of the season and you know such big names are still out there uh, i don't know i mean i can understand it like hey you want to get you know maximize you know your money but it's just as a fan like like i want to see where these guys fit in what these looks like and it's better we're trying to develop you know power ratings we're trying to figure out you know the futures market at this point and so much uncertainty still i think it's kind of crazy yeah, I mean, Boris has told people that he's thinking $200 million for Blake Snell. So the question is, so where does a Blake Snell 
end up uh you know the Padres have been slashing payroll after last year's disastrous season where basically the mm-hmm. the players ran the clubhouse and we saw the results of that uh and as usual the Giants are coming up as sort of you know it, it's almost like everybody flirts with the Giants in order to get their contract with somebody else they they have you know they Otani last year it was Judge now we're talking even the Angels. Now, the Angels, I don't think, is a bad fit, actually, for Blake Snell uh, because I think they'll be able to trade him, and the Angels figure that's a good way to sort of get rid of the Otani stink, you know, at least have another mm-hmm. high-priced guy. Where does, where does Blake Snell fit for you? I'm not sure. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. But, you know, you you brought up, up the Giants, and I think the Giants, you know, might make a little bit of sense. You know, the Angels, yes, are they going to, you know, would it help them that way? Sure. But does Blake Snell really want to go to the Angels? Like, is that what he wants to do? You know, I understand it's a money thing, but also I think these guys want to be in, you know, good situations, uh, good, com- you know, being on competitive teams. But I don't know if there's a fit. I think you kind of hang out like we saw the Orioles – you know, they took a blow to their, to their starting pitching. If, you know, a team suffers an injury early, like maybe you hop in there and that's the fit. You know, at this point in the season, like, you know, we're getting ready to get into spring training. You think you want to latch on and, and, you know, get in there and start getting your work in. But I don't know. I think it's tough. I mean, what are your thoughts as far as like where he could possibly land outside of San Francisco? Yeah, the the first the first thought, you know, I guess maybe this is a, the bit of the the old way of thinking. Your first thought is the Yankees, right? Well, yeah, the Yankees make all the sense in the world, but the Yankees, the, the even though the, the 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 last name on the check still says Steinbrenner, it's not George running that stuff. It's those kids, and those kids are are you know, and they do not spend like the old man duh, did. You know what I mean? So, and and they've mm-hmm. gone out. Not that you could say they've put the best rotation, but they. I think they're set. I think no room at the end is sort of the 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 line in the Bronx with, with Stroman Rodon, you know, and, and, and Garrett Cole, I, I think they're, I think they're good, you know, and, and Nestor Torre, you know, they're, they're Nestor, they're, they're good. So I don't know if Blake Snell signing that big contract with the Yankees makes sense. The giants makes all the sense in the world because they've actually got some money to spend and the giants need to sort of figure out they have been other than that 100 win season, when they lost to the Dodgers in the first round, the Giants have been irrelevant for for a better mm-hmm. part of almost a decade. And they're starting to get the reputation as the team that you flirt with to get a contract with somebody else. So I think the Giants as an organization need to sign them. I actually think Blake Snow to the Angels makes a lot of sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a deal there. The only thing is it's Boris, so... Boris is going to want to squeeze every nickel out of some people. <laughs> another guy that, that's that's interesting, and it's another Boris client. It's uh, Cody Bellinger. You know, he had a great year with the Cubs after just falling off the rails with the Dodgers, and once again, the Giants come up as a possibility of going there. They Giants just signed Jorge Soler, so where does Cody fit there as a DH, as an outfielder, as a first base? Well, yes, all those things could happen uh, over there, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back with the Cubs again. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the best fit, especially if you look at like how things played out, right? You know, like he gets the Wrigley, he's obviously comfortable there, hit much much better than what was going on in Los Angeles. So does he want when you're a player like that, do you really want to move around again? Like like don't you so I almost 
I know that these guys aren't going to take a haircut here, but this might be a situation <laughs> of where, you know, Bellinger says, hey, you know what? If the money's close, like, just get me back to Chicago. Let me continue maybe a shorter deal, right, with an option to get out. So that way, if he puts together, strings together, you know, consecutive good seasons, you know, two or three, then maybe he can hit the market, you know, a little bit later. How they construct the deal, I think, will be big with Bellinger. But I feel like he has to find his way back to Chicago. Um, you know, Wrigley Field was just way too friendly to him for him to leave now. Yeah, we'll get into it uh, with MLB Dream, who has a great article and great columns uh, on his social media about where guys and actual odds of where guys are going to end up. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up in the next hour. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is an interesting situation. Jordan Montgomery uh, was with the Yankees, ended up going to St. Louis, then ends up uh, going to Texas, and then all of a sudden finds himself in in, in Texas, helps them win a World Series, and he is now a free agent. And once again, another Boris client. But this one's interesting because I don't know if he's going back to Texas. The Red Sox have been flirting with Jordan. And here's something that, you know, you hating to get into people's personal lives, but we're going to get into his personal life. His wife <laughs> is in med school and she is just starting a residency in Boston. And mm. To me, it makes all the sense in the world to, play, to pitch for the Red Sox. And they've got money to spend. I like it. I like it. I like the fit there with the Red Sox. You know, I also think, you know, we talked about the injuries with the Orioles rotation. Like, you know, I think that's a spot, but I think he's going to land back in that AL East. Um, it family matters to these guys. You know, if he can be right there with his wife, like it, it makes things nice and easy. Uh, like I said, especially if the money is comparable. I mean, me personally, I would want to do that, right? You know, you don't want to move these. That's the hardest part is I think a lot of times we look at these players just like their assets, right? And, you know, we see this a lot, like, when coaches get fired. We say, like, oh, well, you know what? He wasn't performing. The team stunk. Get him out of there, right? But I think a lot of people don't realize the human element behind it that goes into these decisions, right? You know, you have kids in school. You know, with, with him, you know, he has, a, you know, his young wife starting a residency. and Like, all these things matter to these guys. And it's not the – the bottom line is you want to get as much money as you can because you're not going to play forever. But it doesn't mean that these secondary factors won't have an impact. And I think we could see that here. I mean, I, I can see him fit with Boston. When you look at the AL East, there's a gap there, you know. like mm -hmm. the Talent-wise, maybe not between, like, the Rays and Boston. Everyone expects, you know, the Rays to overperform because they always do. They get everything they can out of that lineup, out of that roster. But – we feel like Boston has to make a move if they want to be somewhat competitive. If not, they're going to be destined for the basement in the AL East. And I don't think anybody in Boston wants to see that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't care what kind of, you know, it, it's, I grew up a Dodger fan. I'm still a Dodger fan. So it was always mm -hmm. you, your, your, your goal every season is to win is to make the playoffs or finish higher than the giants. So I think that that's the goal in Boston <laughs> is your goal every year is to make the playoffs or finish higher than the Yankees. That, that, that That's the idea. Um, Another guy who's kind of fallen off the radar is Matt Chapman. Uh, you know, third play, play plays a position that's that is a big money position at third base. I don't know if that kind of money, that twenty million, twenty five million dollars a year, is out there anymore for Matt Chapman. And I don't know what his market is. I've read and I've heard that a team that needs a third baseman and has got a little money to spend are the Tigers. Now I don't know if that's where Matt Chapman wants to end up. 
Yeah, but you know what? Like, sometimes we talked about it a little bit before. Sometimes you have to make a move to set yourself up for a bigger payday later for that ideal situation, you know? And I think, you know, that is probably what Chapman's going to have to do. Like, this might not be the deal where he gets all the money and gets the landing spot that he wants. And, you know, you go to a Detroit team, you settle in, you have an impact, you know, you make them better. And then then you can command that money and then maybe there's a spot, but especially this late in the season, you know, like we're getting into spring training now, you know, options are going to be limited. People spent their money, you know, like, so mm-hmm. you, you, there's only a certain amount of teams where you're going to fit. So if he has to go to Detroit, he's got to suck it up and go to Detroit, make the impact, get a smaller deal, get out of it. And then, you know, see what your options are later. But, uh, you know, you can't be, you can't be too choosy at this point in the season or you're going to be on the outside looking in. Now, and the last Boris client, because they're calling it the Boris four. We mentioned them. It was Snell, <laughs> Montgomery, Bellinger, Chapman, sort of four and a half. The other, the thumb in the, in the Boris fist here is J.D. Martinez. Great year with the Dodgers. There's no room there. They've got Otani at DH. They've got Freddie Freeman yeah. at first base. Uh, Angels seem to be a good fit to replace Otani in terms of just you need another DH, there's a good fit there. But right, it just really wouldn't have to move. I know there was talks about the Diamondbacks. There was talk about even down here in South Florida with the Marlins, he could replace Jorge Soler. He'd be coming home again with JD. Um, I want to get into into the NL East, which is always seems to be such an absolute gauntlet. The Braves, class of that uh, outfit. Phillies right right behind them. And then it starts, the the waters get muddy a little bit. Miami made the playoffs, kind of surprised some people. You know, where, 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 where are you seeing the NL East? And more importantly, where are your Phillies going to be? Yeah, I mean, probably second place, you know, in all honesty. I, the, the goal here, I think, in Philadelphia is was bring everybody back, work on things internally. The main focus is, Lock up Noah. Now we're working on Wheeler. We got to lock up Zach Wheeler for the future. And then you can kind of move forward. But they're pretty much running it back, right? You know, they're they're pretty much bringing the team back. And I don't think that's a bad thing because, you know, as we saw last year with the Phillies, you don't have to win the NL East to, to win the World Series, right? You, you just have mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs, I think top to bottom regular season team, I think the Braves are a better team. I, I think, you know, the the they have two Cy Young, potential Cy Young winners in the rotation. You know, the lineup, there's no holes, you know, up and down the lineup. So, and the team's young and, and they're still getting better. So we don't know what the ceiling is for this Braves this team as good as they are. But you get into the postseason, that's where a team like Philadelphia can really shine because you shorten the rotations. Depth isn't, you know, that big of a deal, you know, once you get in there. And I, I think if they can, they can do that, they're fine. It's just get to the playoffs. And then, you know, we'll go from there. I think the Phillies are a team that's better better suited as long as the bats don't get cold like they did last year against Arizona. You know, better suited to have success in the postseason um, than, it, than a team like Atlanta, right? So I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. After that, I mean, who knows what the Mets are? I, I don't know what the Mets are. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, you know, you have Washington, very up-and-coming team. It would be interesting to see if they can make a little bit of a step. Does Miami drop back down? I think those are the things we're going to be looking at. But it, to me, it's a two-horse race. We have the Phillies. We have the Braves. And it's probably not going to get decided until the postseason. 
Yeah, very quiet offseason for the New York Metropolitans, which is that doesn't mm-hmm. usually uh, those words usually don't come out. Interesting to see though, <laughs> right? I- interesting to see you know if there if that playoff format gets fixed because obviously you know being a, a Dodger fan, being a Braves fan, it, it's not an advantage to be one of the top two teams in the league because you get a week off, slows you down a little bit. So and and in baseball we've we've seen that we've seen that basically home field is kind of irrelevant. It's whoever's playing the best, whoever's playing the the most meaningful baseball into the playoffs. Those are the teams that get hot. See the Phillies, you know, two years ago that rode that all the way to the World Series. Much more to get to here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. We're going to go off the board next. Stingrays and sharks having babies. Sure, these are modern times, plus why was Sauce shook in Vegas? We'll get into that next. With Mark Drumheller, I'm Jim Rodriguez. It's BetQL Daily, presented by BetMG. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.